You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. Okay, for the folks in the audience, as you may have noticed, we're just a little bit giddier than normal. And that is, and we've made this apology before... Our lower episode, which we will be recording later, is our Drunk Tank episode. It is the 60th episode, which means that this episode of the Games Podcast will be just a little cheerier than normal and a lot more just chillaxing and shooting the shit about games. Um, first thing that I actually wanted to talk about is this article of the cops nabbing the Pokemon bandits. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Now, this kills me because... I'll teach you to catch them all. Oh, man, you can catch them. Just don't flash them. Don't throw them. Don't. <laughs> so, th- this dude, let's just actually say what happened. Uh, this is, was in Yokohama, Japan. Man. And the guy's name is uh, Mak- Makoto Sege... Oh, my God. Seki... Gucci, and I'm I'm not trying to make fun. Uh, Asian thief, dude. Yeah, and he's 27 years old, and what he did is he posted pictures of um, some of the Pokemon that are in black and white prior to black and white being released in Japan. He got nabbed. Now this wasn't just the the you know there was a, a, a freaking um, like a, a charge <laughs> on him or something like that. Freaking cops nabbed this dude. <laughs> For putting these pictures on because of a copyright infringement. Now, I was actually talking with somebody on Twitter about this today because we're trying to figure out because I, I, I don't know Japanese law. You would think this would be a not hey. a uh, an arrest so much as, you know, Nintendo pressing charges against him. No, the cops took him away. He spent time in the here's, lockout for Pokemon. Here's the fucked up thing about this, man. <laughs> did, you, did you see the, 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 the copied PSP phone thing that they made? The PSP yes, Go? Yep, from, yep. Which is that, supposed to be better than what Sony's planning. And, and, and hold on a second. That's a commercially sold fucking product that's not licensed by Sony. And it has the Sony logo on it. They and it use has the, the logo. Not even the Sony logo. It has the PSP fucking logo oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. So it, and you mean yeah. to tell me that that shit's perfectly legal? God, what the hell? Yeah, but Pokemon? Dudes, <laughs> there's, a line, there's a line in the sand Dude, there. Yeah, Do not cross the line. <laughs> fuck with Nintendo. Dude, Pokemon is serious fucking business. <laughs> It is, man. They have freaking shows about it. When Black and White was not yet out and they were showing videos of it in Japan. Now, this is not to make fun. I got to say it again in Japan. It's just, man, you guys are a completely different mentality than everybody else in the world. When they were showing videos, they had like TV shows with people watching Pokemon videos. So it's not, you're not watching the actual Pokemon video. You're watching reporters watching Pokemon videos being forced to be excited about it and, and being like, oh, and talking about it. You're going like, wow, these are like 50-year-old okay. news reporters that are talking you know about what it reminded Pokemon. me of? It freaking ri- reminded me of the reaction videos of Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> but yeah, it's freaking nuts. I, 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 I don't get it. But uh, yeah, no, don't mess with the Pokemons. So, uh, so yeah, this dude is uh, spending some time oh, in the God. big house. Let me show you them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> They're small and furry. So next thing I wanted to talk about, I like to call Mom, Greg got some Mass Effect all over my Dragon Age. Hey, I called it, man. I called it. <laughs> Fucking Shepard in time. called it, brother. Oh, look at the video's been taken down by EA. Yeah. Bastards. Of course. Of course. So there was a video that came out, and this video is was recorded during the Igromir Game Expo in Moscow. Oh, look at that. I even misspelled Moscow on the side. I'll have to fix that. Um, it's Ooh, basically E3 in Russia. And what it was is a video of two people playing Dragon Age 2 uh, side by side. I would assume it was, again, they were playing co-op. And... Um, and it was interesting to watch. Of course, what it did was prove that Dragon Age is becoming Mass Effect, only Mass Effect with, you know, swords and shit. I don't know. What did you guys think of this? Okay. You want my honest opinion or do you want me to be like somewhat political no, 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 about no, no, it? No, 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 no. Give it. me what you got. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Seriously, look, look, look. I loved Dragon Age. I absolutely loved Dragon Age. I absolutely adored my Mass Effect. But the two should not meet. Part of the thing that was the charm of Dragon Age was the fact that it was an updated style of gameplay that we all knew and loved with the turn-based RPG. We had the ability to pause and plan and strategize. And while you can kind of do that with the Mass Effect engine, it's not really made for it. It's made for more action-oriented gameplay. And I get the idea that they really want to do that. They really want to make this a more action-oriented, action-packed Dragon Age. There was plenty of action in the first one. I was killing fucking bulbous bitches with, like, huge tits and tentacles. I mean, I'm, I'm caving in buildings. I'm throwing fireballs. I'm eating dragons for breakfast. Seriously? Seriously? I don't know. And, you know, I may be wrong, and it may actually be a lot of fun. I like the idea that it's going to have a co-op aspect to it, but the fuck, man? Well, again, here we get back to the idea of, yes, it may very well be a ton of fun. I'm, I'm betting you it will be a blast. But it's not Dragon Age. But it's not. That's it. It's not Dragon Age, and it's not what we have come to expect from the IP. So they kind of set us up for this fall now. And it very much feels like they're just delivering what is going to be easy for them to produce versus what was done with the original. And that is disappointing. Again, Again, I'm sure I will have a blast playing it. Why? Because I loved Mass Effect. I love the controls of Mass Effect mm -hmm. 2. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looked as well. I love the control that I had over my team members as well. I really enjoyed all of the gameplay. So I know that transporting that into the Dragon Age universe, I will have fun doing that as well. But it's not what I had hoped for. Well, I think that they could have done a Dragon Age 2, even just using the engine they already had, just create a an epic story to go with it, and it would have been a blast. It would have been an award winner. Vince? I think I have... Oh, go ahead. Uh, let's give him a shot. As, as, as someone who played the game on the console, I can tell you the uh, current version of Dragon Age with the controls and uh, just the way it's designed does not work on a console. Right. So I can understand their design concept of let's just pick one format that works on both console and PC. So along that lines, it does make sense. And as someone who will be playing Dragon Age 2 on my Xbox, 
I appreciate the more actiony uh, style. I, I loved the the strategicness of it, but it just didn't fucking work. Like it was painful. My God, I I just killed off Zevran because I, I just gave up on his ass. Like I I would assume on PC, you know, it's not that difficult to get him behind the enemy. I mean, geez, who would have thought it would have been hard to get Zevran behind someone? But Jesus, on on console, forget about it because while I'm controlling Zevran, everybody else is fucking dying. So you know, fuck you, Zev. But <laughs> I mean, but at least if this engine is going to be easier for them to develop for maybe we'll get some decent fucking dlc out of this game that's all i'm hoping for at this point i really do i think i think that the motivation behind it like just thinking on it i think really that was the motivation was the whole console thing i mean mass effect 2 did really well on consoles you know dragon age not so much i mean it did well but not nearly compared to its pc counterpart and there are a lot more consoles out there than top end gaming rigs right now Tart, what do you think? I am kind of in the middle because I couldn't really play Mass Effect because of my computer. Um, so I can't really compare the two because I haven't played Mass Effect 2 yet. So I played the first one, but it was forever ago. And Dragon Age, I only got through about six or seven hours before I got tired of the slideshow on my computer. So... <laughs> <laughs> So we basically Seriously, brought you onto the show for no reason, is what you're saying. Well, when it comes to that, you guys know I didn't play it. I've told you guys that before. But we like to hear you admit it. All so right. I'll admit it. My computer's a flaming pile, your point. All right. Let's move away from this now to another I told you so. Just last week we were talking about Star Trek Online and how we figure that it will probably be going free to play because of the the that's the direction they're going with with Champions Online. And sure enough, Jack Emmert has said that um, it if um, Champions Online does well with the free to play um, uh, payment structure. Um, we can expect that Champions on, or sorry, Star Trek Online will probably do the same. No surprise there, eh, boys? No, none at all. Not yeah. even, not even remotely close to surprise. Even this if is it's free to play. I'm still not going to play it again. <laughs> still not worth the money. <laughs> Let's much. put it. Okay, so you two obviously wouldn't play it. Joe, free to play? Would you actually bounce in? Uh, once in a while. I mean, for free, if I didn't have to actually spend any money, I mean, not for not for nothing, but I mean, I still have kind of the awesome account. <laughs> so if that awesome account doesn't require me to actually pay money, I'm OK. OK, myself, if there are some really good, well done user created content quest lines and things like that, I think those are the ones that I would bounce in to do. Which is what we were saying before as well. I agree, but I, I'm not nearly as excited as I was with Champions Online. And how much are you actually playing that one right now? A lot, actually. I bounce into it rather frequently. Okay, tell Tart to stop playing with her mic. Because that's not her mic. <laughs> Tart, whatever's in your hand, drop it. That's all I'm gonna say. Wasn't I have hand. nothing oh. in my hand. Oh my god! <laughs> Sterilize that mic. Sterilize it. Okay, let's move away from that now and talk about one of the biggest news items for the week, and that was release of the Connect. Um, we already got our first casualty as well, which was to be expected. Sure enough, this bonehead—he's actually a reporter as well who writes reviews online. 
was doing a volleyball spike, hit the chain on his fan, which flew into the TV, and now he's ruined his, what is it, a 47-inch, I think is what it was? 47-inch. 47-inch yeah, LCD. I, I have a hard time with him calling an Insignia TV amazing, so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not so sure about this guy. Okay, but yeah, so I actually picked one up, as I said that I would be anyways, I, I picked one up on Friday, and uh, it came with the Connect Adventures game that has you burst in bubbles and all that stuff, and then I also picked up Dan Central for the wife, because that's what she really wanted it for. We uh, we set it up on Friday, and it just happened that we had like all the kids were over, the girls were over with their boyfriends, so we had a pretty full house, and everybody... I, I basically sat because again it's a standing device. You're you're doing everything standing up. Uh, granted, I think that you could do like the the um, the driving game sitting down, but we I didn't pick that up, so I did not do much. I set it up kind of thing, which pff, takes seconds, and um, I like it as well because it you can actually put it at the base of your television versus having to have it on top of your television like the Wii motion sensor because it actually kind of goes up and down. There's a little motor inside. It, it, it very much reminded me of the Disney, the Pixar robot. What the hell is his name again? Wally. 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 That's what it was. It was like, it, I seriously do it. I was setting it up and I'm standing there and it had to go up because, well, I'm six foot tall. So it went, and I thought, Wally. <laughs> Um, so we set it up and then the kids went nuts and the wife and they played the connect adventures and they played the the dance central dude freaking saturday after that my wife played and my wife's not a big gamer i mean she plays like the the puzzle quest and things like that and all that but she freaking did the dance central for over three hours on saturday on the afternoon it was insane she had a blast and the dance central actually has um workout mode and things like that it'll check your body size you can tell them like how much you weigh and things like that it'll tell you how many calories you burn blah 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 and i watched on on um sunday or sorry on friday again when they were doing all the games in the dance central i gotta tell you man if you are in a group as a party game um or if you are just someone like my wife who wants to get a good workout or whatever that freaking dance central is solid it is the the technology behind it using the connect and how it recognizes all of your body as you're doing the moves and like you watch the screen to see whatever moves they're missing kind of thing and it is it's amazing like it does such a freaking good job and so like the the connect as well using the um that that connect games uh, the adventures and whatnot there's some slick hardware there. It's it's insane how cool that hardware is. And we also read more this week where they were talking about how um, the Kinect could have gone to Apple. But due to Apple's freaking secret police needing a whole bunch of non-disclosure agreements and this and that, the guys behind it said, fuck you, and just went elsewhere instead. And that's why it went to Microsoft. But the hardware is insane in terms of like when you're watching it and it's picking up everything you're doing. And in the games that we had, I'm not noticing any uh, lag, motion lag from when you're doing something to when it appears on screen. It is a slick piece of hardware. Yeah, I've heard several firsthand reports that, I mean, the responsiveness is amazing. Like a friend of mine, he's played the, the boxing game or whatever it was for hours. He's like, man, that was amazing. But like all the software sucks. 
<laughs> looking at the games, I'm oh, like, oh god, yeah, none of these are fun. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, even even the Wii launch lineup, like, okay, it had its stupid shit, but like, oh, okay, this seems like it would actually be enjoyable to play. No, this is just stupidity upon stupidity. I, I don't well, like to again, dance. I, it's I have that's no a thing, rhythm. Though. It's not, yeah, brother, we, we know that. It's it's not that the software or the games that are come out for it are stupid so much as they're geared for a very, very specific group. I mean, when you're looking at the soccer moms and everybody getting excited on Oprah because they got a free connect and then Ellen doing it on her show as well and things like that, it's a very specific target audience and they're digging it. And it's sad that I bought this beautiful piece of hardware and I love gaming stuff. I love all this new stuff and there's nothing that I can do with this. Really, there's nothing that I can do to have fun with this. I I am going to rent the joy ride and see whether or not it's something that I can have fun with. But I mean, freaking Gran Turismo is coming out in a matter of weeks and I'm going to be stuck in front of the freaking TV play. Dude, that's, that cannot come soon enough. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Oh, dude. No, she actually likes it if it takes its time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, this is something that I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed that I can't do anything with it personally. So, and even if, I mean, even if my knees were good and I could bounce around kind of thing, the Connect Adventures is not something that I personally will have fun with. The teenagers had a blast. Myself, it's like, eh, it's cute and all that, but I sure shit wouldn't want to play this for yeah. too long. I, I was looking at the launch titles Thursday morning at my store just, you know, for some product knowledge. And every single one of them specified standing. At least none, none of the games that are available now will work, at least not well, sitting down on the couch. And that's a See, problem. That, that's that, a big that, that problem. That bothers me, too, because one of the coolest things I've seen lately... Um, and, I, and I mean, like we're talking like the life hacker forms and, and Hackaday and stuff like that are people are starting to make um, cockpits for the driving games. And they're starting to make like these these wood constructions that they can like raise up to the proper <laughs> level with like steering wheels and crap so they can actually like get into the mode of it and <laughs> in, in preparation for the connect. And I actually really like the idea behind it. I like the the idea that they're, they're doing these builds for it. But. You know, if, if you, it's only going to work standing up while wow, they're there, shit out of a bunch of man hours. Well, what they need to do is actually make it so that it's built onto and secured to like a high bar stool so that it kind of looks like you're standing, but you're sitting and then do that. <laughs> because even the racing game, you got to keep your arms out there while you're driving. Screw that shit. I want my arms resting on the the, the, the driving wheel. I In fact, the steering wheel, I want to be able to just have one arm on the steering wheel. And then in addition to the steering wheel thing, they have something that goes off to the left so that it could be like your arm sticking out the window. That's what I want. <laughs> Build me one of those. <laughs> Just, just, just a cup holder car. for your wine. You're just gonna like park your car in the living room one day through the wall. I'm ready for the game. I'm good, dude. I'm good. <laughs> cut a car in half. <laughs> so actually, we were talking about um, about Gran Turismo Five there, and there was an interesting article where the boss for Polyphony Digital, uh, Kaz Yamochi. Um, was talking about, dude. I'm trying the best I can. Wow. Freaking, how it's many Japanese Frenchman names are we gonna have? Wait, wait, wait. A Japanese pronunciation, French pronunciation to a Japanese name. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> actually, it wasn't, but I can I could do it if you want. Um, but anyways, this dude's talking about how they had to the 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 PS3 wasn't powerful enough for what they wanted to do. 
I mean, for every single game that they have put out, they have felt the restrictions of the console. Now, I can appreciate that there are some consoles that certainly aren't as powerful, but I mean, the PS3 right now is the most powerful console we have. We've had developers bitching about how difficult it is to program for it. And as I said in the article, I'm looking at you, Valve. Um, But here you have these guys that are laughing it off, saying it's not strong enough for us. I love that. I can't wait to see this. And the game has actually gone gold. They're stamping the disc so we should actually get it as sony said before christmas hopefully i cannot wait and you guys aren't even going to try it out right this game, I will. Yeah, this game came so damn close to being duke nukem forever i, I was reading an interview <laughs> no no dead serious dead serious i was reading an interview with somebody who was working on duke and he said the reason why it took so damn long for the game to not come out was because they just kept adding shit like they kept coming up with good ideas and adding shit and adding shit and adding shit and then eventually they realized their graphics were behind so they had to update the graphics okay the graphics are updated add more shit they never got to the point where they said that's enough finish the game which is damn near where Gran Turismo went like all the delays it wasn't to fine-tune the gameplay it was just to add more shit in until I I guarantee you Sony finally said, fuck it, that's enough. Nobody's going to unlock 90% of these cars anyway. Just put oh, out I the will. goddamn game. I will. Dude. I'll yeah, be vroom, vroom, I'll every be freaking... I'll be the... Vroom, vroom, vroom. I, I, I still would not be surprised if the game discs were in stores and they delayed it again saying, we're going to put out a title update, adding more shit in. It's going to be a, a small four gigabyte download. But once we have that ready, then you can actually sell the fucking discs. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll wait. That's that's all right. <laughs> just just give me this shit so that I can play it on at least New Year's Eve and race till midnight. I'll be like Wish playing with the kids. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Look for me, dude. Tart, I'll, I'll add you to my friends list. I don't think you're on there because that's yes, what I'll be doing. I am. You are? Okay. I never see you online, though. She's not. She's not online right now. All right, you've made that point before. Okay, (laughs) moving away from there, another really freaking cool thing that we got to see this week is they made the announcement that the 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 Project Sword that they had talked about before at the uh, the Apple conference a while back, which is going to be using the Unreal Engine, they've actually named it now. It's called Infinity Blade. It's going to be coming to all your iDevices, and this freaking thing is slick like a not neither of you have the new iphone right not yet no okay i don't know like i joe you still have your iphone you you're planning on trying this out i i kind of want to it seems really interesting the only thing that uh, scares me is how well it's going to run on any non four devices because the the non-four devices don't have quite as much of the hardware capabilities or the retina display to be able to give this thing justice i'm really hoping this is going to run well on my ipad because dude the day this comes out i'm picking this up i'm blinded actually for the folks in the audience so that they can see it my god this looks insane to consider that this is this is going to be playable on a phone people okay like it's going to look this good on a phone everybody's speechless nobody has anything to say i'm just really looking forward to it i mean i want to see i want to see what they can pull off i mean we're starting to see some really epic games starting to come out for mobile gaming like you know, the iPad and the iPhone. And I, I really can't wait to see how this works because I love the idea of being able to like, you know, hack and slash with my fucking thumb. Okay. For the people in the audience that are wondering how this can be on the, the, the iPhone, 
I played Epic Citadel, which used the Unreal Engine. It it looks this good. Okay, so when you are one, and my the iPad doesn't have the beefed up hardware that the iPhone 4 has either. So even taking that into consideration, Epic Citadel was insane. I actually wrote about it on the site. We talked about it as well in the podcast. It looks gorgeous it's it's absolutely insane how good epic citadel looks this is the same thing only they've had a little bit more time to improve upon it even more and you're seeing that in the gameplay footage that they're playing there like this will be a blast to play and and it looks absolutely stunning I just think it would be hilarious if they released a new version of Angry Birds on the same day as this and it fucking blew it, the <laughs> Infinity Blade out of the water. Dude, Angry Birds is serious fucking business. It <laughs> is. Okay, that's the end of serious gaming on the iPhone. <laughs> Dude, I've been playing the Halloween one, okay? <laughs> and I've been having a blast. I love it. 99 cents for Angry Birds or 4.99 for the sword thing. Fuck it, Angry Birds done. I'll take them both because I again, I absolutely loved Epic Citadel in terms of just how good it looked, just how smooth it was and then the possibilities. And this kind of RPG to be able to sit back on my iPad and just kind of play it while kids are doing whatever, the wife's watching whatever is just really freaking this is exactly what i want in terms of games for the ipad so yeah no very excited to see this also we, excited to see oh yes. that's something oh, no, that's what you want can, can we go to the next one can we go on to the next one go ahead also coming out for the ipad quake 3 arena whoa Ow. oh my god you have no clue Jeez. how much I absolutely adore Quake. And oh, yeah. I think we have a clue now. <laughs> and the idea, okay, I, I really have come around to the camp where I really enjoy the iPad. I know, whatever. Roger, you can say I told you so. It's fine. I get it. No, but, I'll go back and I'll find the episode where you slammed it and just like Vince's stuff. I'm just going to edit it in <laughs> right now. Hey, hey, Steve Jobs. You, you lied to me, you Come on, guys. Join the 21st century. Join us in, in this thing we like to call mobile computing. Join us in this thing we like to call reality. Give it what we want. Give it what we need. Now, I understand that they're talking about like they have their, their naming scheme where it's like I and then monosyllabic word insert here. But hey, guys, break the old and make a name that's other than like uh, this is good enough to sop up menstruation, but not good enough to compute. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's okay, now fine. You can I earned that. I earned that one. <laughs> but no, I, I'm actually really starting to like the iPad, and I think it's really awesome. Um, and especially with stuff like this. And this is what's really making me like the iPad. Because, you know, Quake 3 uh, Arena was one of those games that I used to play with my friends, and I used to play the shit out of it. You know, and we used to have a ton of fun. We used to get the beers and the nachos and, you know, get all the computers together in one room and go to town. And to be able to do that with. Uh, you know, just an iPad and be able to like have a very mobile version of this game ready to go rock and roll. It makes me very happy. The thing and, too, is that if I can get you off for just one second, that's the thing. The The thing that's, that's important here is that like some people are saying, good God, welcome back to like whenever this game came out. Um, but the thing to keep in mind is that there are some games that 
can transcend time and be just as fun now as they were then, even taking into consideration bad graphics and whatnot. There's some that transcend time. This Planescape. is one of them. <clears throat> yeah, there's some of them that will. So being able to then play those on your mobile device wherever the hell you want to actually is cool it doesn't matter that we played this game 10 years ago right now playing it on this and being able to do it multiplayer on this with a bunch of friends is freaking awesome as much as i played the shit out of halo reach halo 3 modern warfare 2 you know what have you i would still in a heartbeat go back to quake 3 no no contest i actually would be happier with an unreal tournament myself because yes, that's, that's true. the one yeah, that I, I, I didn't want to breach that whole discussion. Oh no, no, no. I always oh, know for me. And one that, step at a time, boys. Yeah, <laughs> one step at a time. I was definitely in the unreal tournament camp I, I myself, but Joe happy dance over unreal tournament. Yeah. So and <laughs> hopefully it's only just a matter of time when they see this kind of thing and hopefully the success that this will bring, that would be freaking awesome. So moving on from there, we actually got an interesting story about a game that's never going to be, but was damn cool. I'm going to let you take this over, Joe. All right. Uh, a lot of people don't really know that Steven Spielberg was actually in talks to make a game for EA. Uh, the game was going to be, exactly what we've been talking about a cinematic gaming experience we're talking steven spielberg the man who has you know had his hands in so many greats like you know jaws among other awesome titles and some failures along the way as well um but he was creating this sort of awesome game with a sort of ethereal feel to it um the best way that i can really uh kind of compare it is it was sort of like mirror's edge with a deeper story you can see that same sort of like life um, alien sort of physiology here. And you can see it on the, the stream there. Roger's got a picture of it up. I mean, the per the thing on the right, that was the, the female main character. Now, right now, there's not a whole lot about it that I really can talk about because it was never meant to be. But it just it looked damn cool. And there was this awesome little trailer, this little teaser thing um, to see exactly how awesome it was and uh that was on the uh the g4 tv they had a, a nice little link for it uh but I, I i'm really sad that it's not happening i really really would have uh you know liked to see what this would have done or what this could have done well the thing that interested me about this as well was the fact that you had someone like spielberg working on it i mean we spend so much time saying that we want games that are absolutely immersive and that have amazing stories and here you would have spielberg working on this game i i it, it just it I, I'm seeing potential that is not there, sadly, of what it could have been. You know what I mean? And the depth of it, and just from what we, we've seen with what they released, this could have been something absolutely like an, an amazing RPG to play. The one thing that really caught me about it, too, and that and uh, people may think I'm weird, was the lighting effects. And, and, and you know, it was like this weird sort of vibrant cover color combined with sort of this like sepia undertone and it produces really awesome sort of visual um you know just sequencing and it made for like the little the little video was just absolutely 
that will that's what blew me away on top of everything. So you have this very rich, very robust environment for which to tell the story too. I don't know. I like I, I don't want to see more stuff like this happen. I would love to see, you know, certain movie makers try their hand at video games. Like Robert Rodriguez. I'd love to oh, see him make a fucking hell yes. dude. <laughs> Okay, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, a lot. I know he's he's kind of antiquated in, in a lot of people's books, but I'd love to see him, like you know, get behind a video game. I'd like to see more cross-platform between Hollywood and you know the silicone game industry. I really would like to see that, and this would have been a perfect opportunity, especially with a huge name like Steven Spielberg on board. I mean, even if the game blew monkey balls, uh, you know, it, it just the fact that he would have been behind it would have been enough to add credibility and weight to the idea of having, Hey, we can take cinema and transport it to a video game. And you can say, fuck you, Ebert. <laughs> Which was, you know, <laughs> I dare you to talk shit about Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't. Steven Spielberg's hitman would be like, yeah, fucking say something, man. A little red dot on his forehead during his reviews. You know what is funny is that that is exactly what I thought, not as a jab to Ebert to say, ha ha, look it, so much as to, to, to prove our point that it can be done and, and not just, not just that it can be done, but that it is being done now kind of thing. And the fact that I think it would have given the, the media a lot more credibility and then encouraged other directors to come along and work on it as well, like you're saying, because we're getting a lot more actors now and some of them big name actors as well doing vo voiceover work. I mean, the voiceover work in Fable 3 is phenomenal. Uh, I, I was just talking about that today with DP King, actually, in our comments on the site. And um, they're amazing. I, I still wouldn't peg them above, say, Mass Effect 2, but it's really 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 good so you're getting a lot more good name actors that are are are, are working in games and realize that, that it's not a step down for them in terms of their acting pedigree but it's just it's solid work so if we could get more directors on to do work like this it would be great and this just had that that weird feel to it but it also it would it would be that kind of interesting um RPG to play that we're not seeing enough of right now. A lot of people are doing the same thing for RPGs that we've always seen. It'd be nice to have a really different twist on stuff. And this just kind of felt like that. I'm yeah, going mean, to go ahead, Vince. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, the amount of life that they, they gave to that little alien character in, what was it, 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. I was hooked just on that alone. Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Look, and, and, and I will, I will I'll answer uh, non-entity's question from the chat here, uh, where he, or comment. Uh, he says, compare amnesia to horror movies, which achieves the goal better. Um, the problem with amnesia and compared to horror games, yes, it is a, it is an incredibly creepy game. It is a lot scarier than most modern horror movies because of its interactive nature. And, and that's something that we've always talked about, but we are the gaming geeks. So mainstream society is not going to look at it and say, oh, it's a horror movie that I can interact with. You know, no more than Phantasmagoria from years ago. It didn't get, it, you know, with something like this, with like, let's say Tim Burton got behind a game like Amnesia. Oh, dude. Oh, now yeah. you're starting. To, awesome. Now you're starting. You're starting to talk about comparisons uh, with creepy interactive games that are telling stories in a cinematic pace, uh, and, and and basically become movies on, onto themselves with a huge name of that genre behind it. I mean, let, let's be honest. Steven Spielberg with Alien Chicks, 
come on. You know, <laughs> you can't tell me that that man doesn't have that formula nailed down and knows what needs to be there to get a person hooked. Vince said it himself, 30 seconds and he was hooked. So, I mean, it, 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 it's a give and take. We understand, we as gamers understand that these are huge cinematic experiences. We understand the entertainment value and the, the sort of contribution that like Bioshock gives back to us as far as the entertainment industry is concerned. But most people don't. And a big name behind an IP like that makes a big difference. A big, a big name from another you know, industry makes a huge difference to sort of bridge the gap. That's what we're talking about. I think also, if I can give one last opinion here too, it's not just that, um, it's not just necessarily the big name so much as the, the director typically has a big name because of what they've done for cinema. So they've been either very original or very good at what they're doing, and that's why they're a big name. So then if you use them in a gaming situation where they can use that same amount of dedication that they have to cinema to producing something phenomenal for a game, whether it's entirely original or just so unbelievably well done that... And it's not to speak ill of current game directors, because the good ones are very good. But here, take somebody who can bring something to the gaming industry and kind of think outside the box as well. A lot of the game directors are game directors. They're not always seeing things from the outside looking in, in terms of maybe we could try something different. And I think that you can there's still a lot of room to breathe life into games right now. And if we take extremely talented people and shove them in there and then let them think outside of the box, we're going to see leaps and jumps and everything for games in the future. That would be awesome. I mean, you're talking about Tim Burton. How about Tim Burton directing Alice? Oh How God, yes. freaking cool would that be? I mean, you can come up with a list of these like for, for a mile long of, I would love to see this direct, this guy direct this. And it would be fantastic. Okay, so let's step away from there. We don't have too, too much more. We did find out that there is a new Bejeweled, and apparently Joe's excited about this. I, I'm really, I like <laughs> Bejeweled. I'm not going to lie. I have it on my phone. Uh, I, I, I sit there and I play it when I, you know, can sneak it at work. I, I like it. You know, I, I'm really excited to see Bejeweled 3 come out, um, and it is coming out on December 7th, the same day as Cataclysm. Um, yeah, good luck, <laughs> which is fine with me, because while I'm waiting in line for a cataclysm, I'll be downloading Bejeweled 3 on my phone uh, <laughs> or, you know, or, or some capacity. But I mean, it's just, it's a lot of it's always a fun little puzzle game. And it's one of those puzzle games that has really stood the test of time. I mean, I remember playing, uh, you know, Sweet Tooth back on Pogo back in the day. Um, but I don't know. It's, just, it's kind of interesting. And they have like all these little epic scenes and, you know, new gems and new combinations, new puzzles and things like that. Um, and, and it's nice to see that they're not giving up on something that a lot of people have fun with. I mean, you can't really argue with the numbers. I mean, millions upon millions upon millions of people buy Bejeweled. So I'm kind of excited to, you know, to, to get my hands on it and actually play it because I like the game. I think this is the funniest damn trailer I've ever seen. Like, Isn't it? It's kind of crazy. really need a, a trailer this intense? Dude, like, and the music. Just, they could have just said, new jeweled, <laughs> and they would have had 50 million people lining up instantly. Like, this trailer Yeah, is but like, it wouldn't be as epic as watching no. this. <laughs> like, it's bejeweled. It needs epicness, all right? <laughs> it's the big explosions that kill me. It's yeah. like you're watching a freaking diehard movie here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell? 
<laughs> See, and I think you nailed it right there, Roger. That's probably why I like this game is for all the explosions. <laughs> oh, shit, look, it's shiny. Yeah, that's about accurate. <laughs> all right, then. And then in the last bit of news for this week, too, which apparently, again, Joe found this exciting, was this NES cartridge wireless router. I, I, I'll play the video for the folks in the audience. I wasn't quite as excited as you were about this, but I mean, for those of you who are hackers and like to to modify things, I'll put the link in the video, or sorry, in the show notes of this uh, person converting a, a legacy NES cartridge into a wireless router. Okay, look, uh, the reason I thought this was hilarious and awesome, I, I'm addicting to hacking things. I like taking things and making them do other things that they're not supposed to do. You know, and the idea. Of, yes. Anyway, so the idea of turning it into a wireless router, you know, kind of kind of entertains me because I have shitty NES games laying around. You know, I, I have, you know, cartridges of games that suck balls, even when they were brand new back in the 80s. But we bought it anyway because we didn't have any other options. And I like the idea of being able to turn it into like a conversation piece. Yeah. You know, let me plug in my wireless router. It's an NES cartridge. Yes, it is. You know, I like it. I think it's kind of awesome. I kind of want one. <laughs> Seriously, I would, I would sport that so bad. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, the dumbass that actually put it into the NES and wreck everything. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to blow on it first. <laughs> I'm talking about the cartridge start. So anyways, we're yeah. going to actually just talk a little bit new information about Cataclysm because you brought it up as well before we actually end the show as well. So I wanted to know, again, we're, we're in the final countdown here, folks. We're looking at days, no longer months now. Final and countdown. we are going to have... Yeah. God damn you if that gets stuck in my head. <laughs> there goes productivity for that Thousands entire week. Thousands of listeners. <laughs> There will be more sick time taken on December 7th, I'm thinking, than any other day in the year. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. So, Joe, what is going on right now in the beta that is actually new and noteworthy? Well, honestly, um, they're starting to ramp up the final things. Um, raid testing is going on as planned. Um, they're starting to get a real big feel about how classes are balancing out, how healing is balancing out, mana regeneration, things like that. So they're starting to really shake that down. Uh, we're getting to the point where heroic dungeons, uh, I'm sorry, heroic raids are going to be available very, very soon. Um, and we're going to get extensive testing on that as well. Um, and it's nice to see that they're they're really polishing this up quite well. I'm very impressed. But one of the coolest things, and probably one of the most underrated things of all time, uh, weapon enchants. Um, new enchants uh, have been around since the game professions were opened up. And with those come new visuals. Now, do you remember the days of classic WoW when you would enchant your sword Vanilla. with beast slain? I'm seeing classic. <laughs> oh, whatever. you're such a freaking fanboy. bitch Vanilla. now, though. Dude, I'm still going to call it classic. Fuck you all. You anyway, used to uh, call it Vanilla. <laughs> I did. Vanilla. I did. Okay. Oh, fucking yeah. chocolate wow. But now um, freaking Metzen told you, no, 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 it's classic. No, oh, Metzen no, said, no, Metzen said. I'm, ta I'm taking it back. It's chocolate wow now. So back in chocolate wow. That was BC. 
<laughs> because B, yeah, BC was chocolate. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was that was a different type. Of a problem. lot of digging um, through anyway, chocolate. Um, so is, is there a point? Do you remember? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Uh, do you remember <laughs> enchanting your again. weapons for Beast Slayer and, and other various weapons that make them cool little glowy effects on them? I know I did. Um, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed the the sort of aesthetic appeal that these weapon enchants had. Um, well, there's now a new series of high-end weapon enchants that have new visuals to go along with them. Um, visuals like Power Torrent, which changes from this awesome, like, billowing energy on your weapon that ranges from, like, purple and, like, all sorts of weird colors inside of it to bright red and, uh, you know, things like that. Um, and you have Landslide, which is literally two golden orbs sit on your weapon, one at the top, one at the bottom, and, like, rocks just, like, spew forth from your weapon, uh, you know. And then there's the Heart Song one, which is actually uh, subtle but really nice. It's almost like uh, angelic snowflakes falling off your weapon, which is a, a healer spirit weapon. There's, there's just, like, it's all these cool little tiny graphic, like, you know, polishes that they're giving to this at this point in time. And it makes me really happy. You know, like it's just, it's a nice little flavor thing. It's a nice little extra cookie. You know, a lot of people are concerned with gear. A lot of people are concerned how their characters look. And the idea that I can have this really badass looking weapon, I don't care. It could be a fucking carp that I fished out of the goddamn ocean. But if I can put power torrent on it, it's going to look awesome. It'll be a power torrent carp. But I, See, I mean, I, as I a like druid, it. that really doesn't mean anything because we don't get to show off our stuff while we're in form which is like 90 percent of the time you get to show off that ass ah but they did they did say they were talking about making ways for uh weapons to be uh visible in animal forms now that's goofy no like like they were they're trying to how figure out how to do it but bears a lot of bears, bears don't have thumbs would, how would they move it how would they grab it <laughs> like, like strap like strap to your back or whatever or something like that i don't know but they, they did mention something it's a bear like kebab, it's a bear kebab. Up, yes. freaking bear with a two-handed mace in his teeth <laughs> come on you got the, the mace has got freaking teeth marks all over with a bear it? with a two-handed mace in his teeth would you really only if it had the double rainbow enchant double rainbow <laughs> All right, as is quite obvious by the tone, we now need to refill our drinks. This is actually going to be the end of the games podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to stop by the site at Bow Down to Us. Leave us some comments. Check out the forums. If you are downloading the episode from iTunes, please, for the love of God, leave us some comments. We need those. And also, we have the shop. Visit our products. Buy our shit. And that is it. We will talk to you guys next week. He said he was on. I'm on. I'm on. Bullshit. You weren't on. That's a lot of hair for one podcast. <laughs> That's no way to talk about tart. Oh. <laughs> well, Vince, I thought you shaved your pussy. Ooh. That's how it's going to be, huh? Real yeah. men do. You have no freaking idea. This is like reading till two in the morning, a couple of nights just to get through them all. But I couldn't stop. I just it's freaking awesome. I just had to keep reading and reading and reading. It was too freaking good. And I was cursing him. It's like, curse you, Robert Kirkman. I need sleep. <laughs> In an ongoing series where you have to allow your audience to get attached to the characters because it's a character driven story. But that doesn't matter to him. And it's great because you do get that sense of like, 
anybody can die. You're going for gas? Guess what, buddy? You're dead. You're losing a limb. Something's going to happen. Hey, 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 remember, <laughs> rule number one, cardio. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The old fat guy, he wasn't lasting. There was... <laughs> he made it longer than some of the other people. This is why in Left, this is why in left for Dead, there's so many fucking boomers, because the fat ones are the first to go. <laughs> man. Like, fuck you, fatty zombie time. <laughs> yeah, that that old guy with the hat, you ain't lasting, buddy. There's, there's, there's going to be bad things happening to you soon. Five years from now, when we're world famous, man, Kirkman's going to wish he was on our podcast. <laughs> so well, she hasn't whatever. looked through the show notes to I see have... what we're talking about. You're squelching. Calm down. I have to <laughs> up because I don't have internet. You're at Joe's. There's internet at Joe's. I know, and I'm on the forums right now, so shut up. Well, yeah, but you're always at Joe's. So no, you I'm not. Sh- you should be, Joe. <laughs> she should be there all the time, should she not? I can neither confirm nor deny the, the necessity for being here. <laughs> you think he doesn't get any writing done now? <laughs> no, please, he's fast. <laughs> that, that, that's like five minutes out of his day, please. <laughs> yeah, and then a half hour of apologizing, so it, it even out. Stop projecting, Vince. Stop projecting. I don't even apologize anymore. Fuck that. She knows what she's getting. Yeah. <laughs> She, ain't left and me she has to wash her hands afterwards. 